I figure it shouldn't be so difficult to just be a decent human being and treat others with respect. What's going on everyone? Welcome to another episode of This Week Today with Curious J, where we talk about gaming and streaming news. I am your host, Curious J. I do appreciate y'all being here. Before we get into this week's episode, I just want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Rogue Energy. Rogue Energy is a premium energy and focus supplement designed to optimize your mental and physical performance. Unlike unhealthy canned energy drinks, this powerful supplement can be taken daily for overall improved performance. With a formula packed full of vitamins, amino acids, and natural nootropics, Rogue Energy is a healthy way to increase your natural energy, sharpen your mental focus, reduce fatigue, improve alertness, increase exercise capacity, and facilitate creativity and learning. Rogue Energy is designed to be the best gaming drink on the market. So check them out, rogueenergy.com. Use CuriousJ for 10% off at checkout. Let's get into this week's episode, guys. Twitch is looking to fund a slate of new unscripted series to help broaden its audience and take advantage of the fact that its audiences are bigger than ever with, you know, quarantining and all that going on. So the company wants live interactive programming that airs a few times per week, preferably, you know, game shows, dating shows, sports, music, talk shows, many of the cornerstones of reality TV. Uh, Twitch plans to spend about 50000 to 250000 a week on the endeavor, 4 to 10 hours worth of stuff, which is minuscule for television, but huge for most streamers. Twitch is betting it can use the shows to lure new talent to the platform and in doing so broaden its brand beyond gamers. One of the big differences between Twitch and other video sites is its emphasis on interactivity. If you're streaming, There's an expectation that you can at least try to keep up with the people in your chat, which can be harder than it seems depending on how many, you know, viewers you have in your chat, but it's not impossible. I'm interested to see how that live format fares when it hits the waters of unscripted TV. Like if you're on a dating show, for example, I can imagine knowing what the audience thinks of your choices in real time would be helpful. The same with game shows. Live in-studio audiences have to sign waivers before they get to watch anything, and there's an expectation that you can't just shout out the answers. Those same rules don't apply to Twitch chat, which can get fairly chaotic. It's also worth noting that there's a ton of these shows on Twitch already, like the extremely popular dating slash talk show The Raj Show and Drop Frames, a live podcast about being a full-time streamer. It'll be interesting to see whether Twitch decides to acquire any of the shows that its streamers are already producing and who the company eventually decides to work with. It's a smart time to experiment, especially considering that the just chatting category on Twitch is one of the most viewed categories. I feel like this is a smart move on Twitch's part, but I guess we'll see how it all plays out, right? In other news. In a recent Battle Royale stream, Dr. Disrespect and TSM's Halifax and Vis brainstormed an intriguing MMO Battle Royale concept that could be perfect for Call of Duty. Dr. Disrespect, Halifax, and Vis were on the third prong of their Triple Threat Challenge, which is a challenge that requires that you win a game of trios in Call of Duty Warzone, Apex Legends, and PUBG. 
After securing their win in PUBG, they had begun conceptualizing a new battle royale mode that incorporated MMO elements. After Halifax brought up the idea of a battle royale with gun game features, the doc jumped right at the idea. That would be sick. I think Call of Duty could do that, he said. The concept is simple enough. Halifax's first interest is to try a battle royale that has gun game, like you just level up your guns by getting kills. This makes sense since it would remove the RNG aspect of gun loot and even the playing field that the game start before simply rewarding players for effective ag aggression. Halifax also suggested that aside from leveling up your pistol before you, you know, reach an SMG, go to an AR, then you get an AR and then a sniper and maybe you can put points in an armor or another weapon. This would allow players to build out toward their own preferred playstyle without needing to rely on the indiscriminate luck of loot crates and loadouts. As Vis elaborated, based on your kills, you could also be able to level yourself up as if it was like an MMO. The concept is actually quite intriguing and would make for a cool experiment that Infinity Ward could implement instead of some of the modes their community has been less excited about. Warzone solos in particular has become incredibly campy recently with players deploying, finding a gun, and immediately hiding near an unopened crate on the second floor of a building in anticipation of an easy kill. Not only would implementing this equalized and leveling up system be a fun innovation on its own, but it could also impact player tendencies. You know, without loot to rely on and with the incentive to secure kills, players would be more eager to seek out gunfights knowing that it's their best way to improve their kit, making it a great way to get rid of campers. Most recently, a similar mechanic was introduced to Apex Legends, in which players who obtain an EVO shield are able to level that shield up by dealing damage to opponents. Feedback has been widely positive, with professional players recently running the shield in the latest Apex Legends uh, Global Series Tournament. Hopefully Doc and the boys concept make it to Infinity Wars Radar. This could be a very fun concept to see in action. I think it would be awesome. And last but not least guys, former North American pro and popular streamer Voiboy recently made a video about the current state of League of Legends the level of toxicity involved with the game's community and how it's affected his mental health considering playing League of Legends is his full-time job and he's been doing it for about a decade now. Thankfully he received a lot of support from the League of Legends community after commenting on some of the major issues. Riot Games was met with a lot of backlash for their apparent lack of action against such players and has now issued a response to Voiboy during the latest installment of their Riot Report series on May 5th. The response was shared by popular League of Legends commentator Rivington Bisland III, who took a few minutes to address the topic towards the end of the episode. Riv explains, Voiboy has released a video lately that made waves going out to the internet. Voiboy has been a long-standing member of the League community. He has spoken out recently about the toxicity in his games and how that's being approached. Riv highlighted that Riot had not taken Voiboy's concern lightly and are looking at new approaches to maintain a competitive and fair ranked play system in League of Legends. While they did not go into specific changes that they have planned to improve the game and its player base, Riot assured that it is something they are aware of and have started working on solutions for some of the issues that Voiboy pointed out. 
to close out the response he added the team is working around the clock to make sure that this is something that can be resolved in a timely manner be sure that we are on the case and hopefully that is something that brings a better quality of life in the future boy boy we hear you it is unknown when Riot plans on implementing any of these future changes to address the toxic behavior in solo queue. And due to current working constraints, it could take longer than what was expected of issues in the past. I mean, what is it that causes such extreme toxic behavior within the League of Legends community? And is it just League or should we be worried about Valorant as well, considering they're both made by Riot? From my personal experience, Valorant has not been nearly as toxic as League of Legends, although I think it's extremely difficult to completely do away with that behavior. It seems kind of like, you know, human nature to some. But I have heard of cases where it got pretty bad on Valorant as well, especially a lot uh, on the sexism aspect. Luckily, the people behind Valorant's development have already noticed and the rumors that they're working on implementing a code of conduct to set expectations for the community. Hopefully, this is something that we can begin to see improvements on. I figure it shouldn't be so difficult to just be a decent human being and treat others with respect or go by the it's better. If you have nothing good to say, it's better to not say anything at all, maybe. I don't know. That's just me, I guess. But again, as with all things, only time will tell. That's going to be it for this week's episode, guys. Um, I do stream on Twitch. I am changing my schedule, so I don't know what days yet. But follow me on social media. Follow me on Twitter, and uh, we'll, we'll keep you posted. Thanks for swinging by, whether you're listening to this on the YouTube, VOD, or on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, wherever this is on. I appreciate you guys. Hope to see you next time, and as always, stay curious, take it easy, peace.